Zondervan presents Scouting the Divine, My Search for God in Wine, Wool, and Wild Honey by Margaret Feinberg, read by the author. Wonderment. When scripture comes alive in our hearts, it doesn't inform us as much as it transforms us. As I read, I'm discovering that faith isn't about becoming good. It's about becoming godly characters in a greater story. Somehow, words on a flat page become the passageway to living encounters with ancient saints and sinners and with a God who was and is and ever will be. While some dismiss the Bible as a dusty old book, I view its pages as portals to adventure. Not only is the book chock full of clever plots and compelling stories, but also it's laced with historical insights and literary beauty. When I open the scripture, I imagine myself exploring an ancient kingdom. As I cross the narrow bridge into the distant land, I picture a castle with too many banquet halls and bedrooms to count, and enough secret corridors, underground passages, and trap doors to occupy the most inquisitive visitors for a lifetime. At every turn, I meet kings and queens, scribes and poets, all sharing their stories of courage and faith. With every encounter, I learn something new about their life journeys, and am reminded that the Bible is more than just a record of the human quest for God. It's the revelation of God's quest for us. Some of the accounts are downright despicable and shockingly frank in their disclosures. A father offering his daughters to be raped and a woman who nailed a man's head to the floor. Others are simply astounding, men who wrestled with bears and lions, women and children who saved nations, and an unforgettable man who walked from life into death and back again. The more time I spend in this ancient land, the more I notice that every person's story, even the most unexpected, is a chapter in the greater story that reveals God's glory as well as His unabashed love for humanity. At times, the narrative is clearly displayed in a queen's words or a prophet's proclamation. But I'm slowly beginning to recognize its more subtle inflections, the tone of a raspy voice, eyes dancing wildly with expectation, a long pause before a painful reply. Infused by the Spirit, the chapters enliven my heart, reminding me once again that the Bible is extraordinary. As I read, the author changes me reigniting my imagination and rekindling my hope. Sometimes a single phrase or sentence echoes in my heart long after I close the cover. Other times I discover a passage that seems like it was written just for my particular situation. On occasion, I stumble upon transformation. Yet many days I feel separate from this ancient kingdom by an impassable moat. The accounts are distant and even dull. Though I relentlessly circle the same story a dozen times, I can't find the bridge to the life-giving truths I know are locked inside. I don't connect. I don't understand. In quiet misery, I shut the book, secretly hoping and praying that the next time will be better. Sometimes days roll into weeks and even months. The longing for those spiritual aha moments has become what I can only describe as a dull ache with occasional shooting pains. You've probably felt them, too. Those twinklings of yearning to connect with a God who, despite prayer and searching, still seems far away. Some might say it's all in my head. I think it's all in my heart. Deep inside, I long for the sense of wonderment that comes with knowing God, for those occasions when I wake to find the drawbridge down and the king beckoning me into a castle overflowing with life.
Though I pray for and try to practice faithfulness, it's been so long I've started feeling antsy. Lately, I've noticed that the day-to-day life described in Scripture is radically different than my own. Though I've lived near farms and ranches, my suburban experience is far removed from the agrarian society of the ancient world. In biblical times, the produce of the land was part of the everyday life as a source of food, a sign of wealth, and a foundational element of religious life. Yet my modern world is sharply different. What does it mean to know Jesus as the Good Shepherd and the Lamb of God when the only places I've encountered sheep are petting zoos and Greek restaurants? What does it mean?